Hey, girlfriend, you just tapped into Plenty of My Purse podcast with Zosh. This is the best place for single moms to revive, renew, and reinvent the best version of you. So grab the beverage of your choice and let's unpack. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Plenty in My Purse with Zosh, a podcast for single mothers, about single mothers, by a single mom, and striving to be a resource for all single mothers. I am your girl, Zosh, and I welcome you today. I hope everyone is having the most amazing day that you so deserve. And today, before we get into the topic I wanted to talk about something that kind of happened earlier in the week uh, that I want to share. And it's about as mothers, but as parents in general, we have to be present in our children's lives. There has to be a presence there all of the time. Uh, I had a situation where a really good friend of mine whose daughter and my son are about the same age. Well, they are the same age. And a nine-year-old girl should not be having a mental crisis. Um, And it's a situation where the father is extremely toxic and he passes that toxicity on to his daughter. And what he does, he attacks the mother, his ex-wife. He attacks her through the daughter. And... It got to a point where, you know, at nine years old, you can't process that. You can't process all of that toxicity. And not to mind and not to mention that he has not seen his daughter since January and has not made any attempts to see her. So I guess it just got to the point where because she's nine, she can't process it. And she just had a a little mini meltdown. And her mom called me and she was like, I just don't know what to do. Uh, So the first thing, we need to get her in counseling. We need to get her into some form of therapy and to get her involved in things at school because right now she's not involved in anything. Uh, They've started school and they've only been in school for a couple of weeks and she's already missed about five days of school. So... We've got to constantly stay present in our children's lives and and making sure that we're paying attention, that we're paying attention. And I'm not saying that she's not paying attention, that she wasn't paying attention. But we have to make sure that we're paying attention to the things that um, are going on with our kids. And the one thing that I did tell her is to cut the communication as of right now cut the communication with her father. I mean, let's face it. He's not paying child support. He has not made any effort to see his daughter since January. Um, whatever. Cut the, cut the communication until she is able to handle it. Uh, and I told her, I said, you know, in this over time, and I said, just, just keep in mind Now, if she stops talking to him, it's going to be your fault. It's always going to be the mom's fault. I said, but that's okay. You can shoulder that burden. But you got to cut that communication off 
in order to get her back to where she needs to be. And this kind of leads into my topic today. Soul ties. Soul ties and the single mom. Ladies, I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you. A soul tie with another person is a powerful thing. It is so powerful. And I don't think people talk about it enough. I don't think people really even understand it enough. So what I wanted to do in this episode today is just to kind of talk about soul ties because, you know, my, my term is, you know, we all as single moms, we out here in these dating streets and we have to be careful about who we allow into our life and into our bodies. Now, what is a soul tie? You might be asking. A soul tie is an emotional and a spiritual connection between two people. Now, don't get me wrong. A soul tie can be with anyone. Um, a, a, a good girlfriend or, or a soul tie can be with anyone. But I want to talk about a soul tie and as it relates to a male and female relationship. Now, when you're married, that's a soul tie. You have made a vow before God to love, to hold, to cherish, to honor, to do all of that. And a part of that connection, a part of that bonding, and a part of that vow is connecting. And that soul tie is supposed to be forever connected. But there are times when um, soul ties are unhealthy. They're unhealthy, unhealthy and destructive relationships. Uh, And we have to know the difference and we have to know when to sever those soul ties. After my divorce, I, it took me a minute. It took me a while, but I had to start praying to sever that soul tie. And I still pray to this day to sever that soul tie. Now our connection will forever be our son, but we are not spiritually connected to one another anymore uh, from the standpoint as a husband and a wife now we are connected as parents we co-parent one more so than the other but I digress we co-parent so our only connection is our son so there's no there's and I can honestly say that there is not a spiritual connection anymore now soul ties and like I said people truly underestimate the power of them now I want to talk about what a healthy soul tie looks like a healthy soul tie should be energizing and that to me that's when you have found your guy you have found your soulmate you have found and you've gotten confirmation after confirmation that this is the one for you that this is a guy that God has been holding has put aside for you and he is your soulmate soul ties should be energizing and enhancing and in in loving and when it's a healthy soul tie you should feel energized and inspired when you guys are together you should feel like there is nothing that the two of you can't accomplish together it's a mutual respect it's a mutual love 
He's not trying to control you. You're not trying to control him. But you have a common goal that the two of you want to reach together. That's a healthy soul tie. You should have feelings of security and comfort. I am real big on security. And I'm not talking about financial security. I'm talking about if I am dating someone, if I'm in a relationship with someone, I'm going to say, because dating and relationships are two different things. If I am in relationship with someone, I have to feel safe and I have to feel secure. That's big for me. Um, and that's why I say I'm, I always laugh because I'm, I'm that person that say when it comes to love languages, I have all five. I, I need all five. So I have to have that security. I have to feel like I'm secure and that I feel safe with this person. You have to make me feel safe. You have to make me feel comforted. That's to me, that's a healthy soul tie. Another way to, 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 to know if it's a healthy soul tie, you should be able to express yourself without judgment. If you have an issue, if you have something that you're going through or you have an opinion about something, you should be able to, as two consenting grown adults that love each other, that's in a healthy relationship with one another, you should be able to express yourself without any type of judgment, kickback, or anything. That's when you are talking, he's listening, you're listening, and you're understanding each other. And you're listening without judgment or without interrupting. or And then you come with your analysis or whatever it is that you're trying to get to. But that's a, that's to me, that's a sign of a healthy soul tie. Mutual respect for one another. And I said that earlier. There has to be a mutual respect between you and your partner. That's a healthy soul tie. A feeling of unconditional love. That's a healthy soul tie. That you honestly know that this is the person that God has for you. And if that's your person, God is going to let you know that this is your person. He's not going to tell somebody else. You know how some people say, girl, I saw you in such and such. That's your husband. Listen, if God ain't told you that that was your husband, don't, don't, don't get caught up in the okie doke. Don't, don't let your friends and your family and some church members tell you that that's your husband. And then you start internalizing it and you start believing it. If God has not given you a miracle sign and or a wonder, that that is your husband. Just keep it, keep it moving. It's just be easy. Uh, uh, another healthy sign of a healthy soul tie is a deeper level of understanding and empathy. Um, you got to be able to, if your partner is going through something, you it's not that you're feeling sympathetic, but you have to have empathy. You have to have empathy for what he's going through. And you would want him to have empathy with what you're going through. And again, it goes back to that mutual respect um, and being able to listen to one another and talk to one another without judgment. Now, the flip side of that, when a soul tie is unhealthy, a soul tie, uh, an unhealthy soul tie is dangerous and it's destructive. 
an unhealthy soul tie is dangerous and it's destructive. And with that comes a jealousy, a nature of jealousy, uh, a possessiveness, and a form of codependency. An unhealthy soul tie, if you feeling anxious and that person that you sharing this soul tie with, an unhealthy soul tie, if you feeling anxious when you two are not together, that's a problem. When you ducking behind bushes, wondering, picking up the phone every 10 minutes, wondering why he hadn't called, and you're 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 laying down, you can't sleep, you tossing and turning because y'all are not together. He's out with his boys, and you wondering where he's at, and you're trying to figure out what he's doing, and your main focus is him and where he's at and what he's doing and who he's doing it with. That's an unhealthy soul tie. Another unhealthy soul tie, again, is the codependency, and that's where you are looking to that person to make you feel whole, to make you feel emotionally secure, to validate you. That's an unhealthy soul tie. You don't need anyone to validate you. You don't need anyone to make you feel like you. That's an unhealthy soul tie. Another one is you can't make decisions without his input. And and the flip side of that too, ladies, you have some needy men out here that can't make a decision without having to ask someone or having to, You know, you're not married. And this is a situation where if you're not married, you're just dating. Like I said, or, you know, you're in a relationship. But there has not been a vow made. And you're trying to make decisions for you or your kids. But you got to stop and wait and talk it over with him. That's unhealthy. That's an unhealthy soul tie. And then that's also a form of insecurity. Uh, If you got to wait around for him to so you can discuss what you got to do or what decision you have to make when it involves you and your kids, that's an unhealthy soul type. Another one that so many of us as women, and myself included, you, your identity is wrapped up in who they are. Your identity is wrapped up into who they are. You take on their characteristics and their personality traits, and you become someone that your family and friends don't even know who you are anymore because everything is about that person that you're dating, that you're in relationship with. Everything is about that person. And you have literally lost yourself in him, or he's lost himself in you. Like I said, the unhealthiness, it goes both ways. Again, the jealousy and the possessiveness, that's unhealthy and that's dangerous. There's nothing worse than a jealous, controlling, possessive man. That is a recipe for disaster. And if you see those traits in a person that you're in relationship with, you need to deal with it. You need to deal with it quickly. Um, and you ever felt like when you're around somebody and when they leave the room, you are extremely exhausted. They have zapped all of the energy out of the room and just talking to them is a chore. That's an unhealthy soul tie. 
if you feel that way when your partner leaves or you when when he walk in the door you can spit nails that's an unhealthy soul tie when you're not happy to see him that's an unhealthy soul tie when him breathing pisses you off that's an unhealthy soul tie and it's time to do something different but that's that's real energy and i'm real big on energy there is nothing worse than an energy vampire and that is a person that will enter the room like i said and will suck all of the energy positive and or negative they will suck it out of a room and zap all of your energy i cannot stand a person that drains energy if you come in with bad energy I'm gonna need. I'm, I'm gonna try to. If if I feel it, nine times out of ten, I'm exit stage left. I'm out because I can't deal with the negative energy. And as I get older, it's like I can, I can, you know, I can kind of feel a person's vibe. And if it's not in vast country, if it's not contrary to how I'm feeling at that moment, I gotta go. And you don't need to be around. But honestly, a person that drains your energy, if you're up, you definitely don't need to be around them. If you're down, you don't need to be around them because they're going to continuously drain what's left in you out. That is an unhealthy soul tie. When you're feeling empty, if you're feeling empty when they're not there, that goes back to having someone to validate you. If you feel empty when they're not around, that's an unhealthy soul tie. Because you need them to make you feel whole. And that's not, that's, ladies, I'm going to tell you, that is not a great feeling. That's not a good feeling. Toxic behavior becomes natural. You start expecting toxic behavior. You start internalizing toxic behavior not internalizing you normalize that's the word I'm looking for you normalize toxic behavior just in the situation with my friend her her child's father is toxic he is toxic and that toxicity is filtering down to their daughter that was my my suggestion was to cut it off, cut the communication, cut the communication because her nine-year-old mind cannot process the toxicness. And for her to have a little mini breakdown, that's not good. That's not good. But that's a toxic behavior. I mean, that's an unhealthy soul tie. And if you are that one that don't sleep well, and when you don't sleep well, you constantly have nightmares. That's demonic. That's an unhealthy soul tie. That is draining the life right out of you. Now, we all have moments where we can't sleep at night. Because I am one of those people. I, I don't sleep well at night. But it's not that I'm in an unhealthy relationship. Because I'm not in a relationship at all. And that is by choice. But I just remember when I was in an unhealthy relationship, those sleepless nights were more frequent. The nightmares were more frequent. So 
and, and you have to, if you are a person of faith and you know God, you know that that's a demonic force. That's a demonic force. And you have to consciously be aware of things like that. And you have to pray that off your spirit. Because just think about it. If you're walking around tired, you walking around crazy because you ain't had no sleep. You having these weird dreams. You can't make sense of the weird dreams. Who do you think that's going to filter down to? Your children. That's going to filter down to your children. So you have to be conscious of, again, who you bring into your life. And I'm not, and I can't say that enough. You got to be careful about who you bring into your space. Again, that energy. You let that that bad energy cross your threshold. When they leave, you better get it out because it lingers and it will stay around. Um, and, and and again, it's the unhealthy soul tie. You're caught up in a soul tie that's not your soul mate. An unhealthy soul tie. You you don't want to get caught up in an unhealthy soul tie that's not with your soul mate. And people don't realize that how soul ties happen. We got to understand that. Sex, that's a bonding activity. That's bonding. And if you don't think it's a bonding activity, you need to go back to the Bible and and read about the relationship that God set forth between a man and a woman. Sex is a bonding activity. And you can be bonded through sex to a person that creates a soul tie that God has not set aside for you. That's creating a soul tie. Because you got to think about it. Intercourse is not always physical. It's spiritual. Think about it. I ain't going to get into the particulars. But intercourse is physical. I mean, it's not physical. It's spiritual. It's physical. Um, Let me put it this way. It's not just physical. It's physical and spiritual. That's what I mean to say. It's spiritual and it's physical. And when you have been with a person and you're having intercourse with that person, and then you guys break up, pray that that soul tie is severed as well. Because as women, we have to think about the people that we let into our life and into our bodies. Those activities create soul ties. So if you can't move on after a divorce, no no matter how bad or bitter, That's a soul tie. You need to pray that God severs that soul tie. And then when he prayed, when you pray to sever that soul tie, then ask God to give you a calm heart so that you're not bitter and that you're not broken and that that loneliness, because I'm going to tell you, that's when we get in trouble. When that loneliness gets loud, that's when we get in trouble. So you pray for a calm spirit, a calm heart, where that loneliness is not taken over. You know, we as women, we've all been through it. You know, my sister will tell you, and she was like, I am so tired of you calling me, telling me I'm lonely. Pray that spirit off of you. Pray that spirit off of you so that you can focus on what's important and focus on what's most important for you and your children. Because, again... At the end of the day, it is not about you. 
It's about them kids. And what I said at the beginning of the episode, you have to be present for your children no matter what. You have to be present. So before entering into a new relationship, make sure you have cleaned out your purse. Make sure that you have cleaned out your purse from that last relationship and severed that soul tie. However long it takes you to do that. Everybody is different. It might take you a few months, whereas it may take somebody else a couple of weeks. You know, I was looking at, it's a new show that's coming on now on, uh, I can't think of what um, television uh, station that is coming on, but it's called The Love Experiment. And it's got these three sisters, these three, three young ladies who are looking for love. But they're dating multiple men. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, that they're having sexual relations with any of these men. No, I'm not saying that. But I looked at the first show. And then you know how they give you kind of like a preview of what the season is going to be about. It, it was almost heart-wrenching having to watch them because for me, I'm thinking to myself, that's just creating more confusion. It's creating confusion because if you're on a solo date with this guy, you may get a text from what they're calling the hall to, and you're feeling this guy. And it happened to a young lady last night. She was really into the guy, but she could choose another person. But the way, the only way that she can choose another person was to leave the date right now and go back to the hall to choose another person. That's, that's, that's crazy to me, but you know, the bachelor and the bachelorette been on for 25 years. So, I mean, Hey, if, if that works for them, uh, but again, it, it all goes back to making sure that you are being present in your children's life and in your life. And being careful about who you bring, who you bring into their life, because your children can can develop soul ties with this person too, through their interaction. You know, if you got you got somebody in your life and your son or daughter, and they have just fallen in love with this person, and you let that relationship grow, and then when y'all are no longer together. And you break up, you're breaking up with the kids too. It's a breakup for them too. So that's why I always try to tell moms, single moms, you know, don't introduce everybody to your kids until you know that it's something and that it's going to be something that's long lasting. I would even go so far as to wait till you know that it's getting serious and that it could be heading into the direction of a long-term relationship that will end in marriage at some point. But that's just me. But, you know, I would say a good rule of thumb to go by is to make sure that you've had healing time in between relationships. Making sure that you've had healing time in between relationships. Um, Making sure that, because soul ties are powerful. And making sure that you've had time to heal and to sever the soul tie from the last person 
You literally have to purge. Like I said, empty out your purse. Clean out your purse, honey. Throw away them. Get, get rid of them pictures. Get rid of them thoughts. Get rid of everything that was associated with that person, especially if you know that you're not going to backtrack and go back to that person. When it's done, it's done. And I'm one of those people, when it's done, it's done. I don't do backsies. I don't go back. Because if it didn't work the first time, honey, it ain't going to work this time either. So just be mindful of that. And as single mothers, we got to make sure that the ties that we have don't negatively affect our children. You know, we got to be cognizant of that. We have to be present in that and always thinking. And you might say, well, Zosh, you always talking about them kids because it is about the kids. It ain't about us no more. When God gave them babies to us, it stopped being about us. And it is about them. He gave them to us for a reason. And I pray, I thank God every day that he allowed me to be my son's mother. I can't mother nobody else, but he mine. He gave him to me. And I'm to him. So you got to keep, you got to keep the kids you got to keep your children in the forefront of everything that you do because you got to know that it can negatively affect them or it can positively affect them. So relationships are great. They're wonderful. Soul ties can be great, but the flip side of that soul ties can be nasty and messy too. So we got to make sure that we are healing in between these relationships and praying these soul ties that are that we no longer that no longer serve us that we pray that they are severed and severed for good all right well ladies that is my time today i hope that you have enjoyed this episode um i really would love to hear from you please 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 i really would love for you guys to share the podcast with your friends and your family because uh, we have a little community that's growing. And I have some great things that I would love to do for all of my single moms out there. But I got to know who you are. If I don't know you, I can't engage with you. So please, 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 please subscribe and like. Leave a review. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at plentyinmypurse at gmail.com I'm sorry I, I kind of got stuck because I can't remember it's plenty in my purse at gmail.com please reach out let me hear from you uh, have the most amazing day and we'll see you on the next episode bye hey girlfriend well, that wraps up another episode of Plenty of My Purse Podcast with Zosh. Be sure to tune in next week.